A lot of us say, yeah, I'm preparing it, I'm preparing it, I'm preparing, but we're not going through these steps. And when we don't go through these steps, we actually haven't prepared. We haven't done what we needed to do. We haven't laid the foundation and prepared ourselves for what is already prepared for us, to be able to take it, to be able to step into it powerfully, to be able to take a stand for what it is that we're wanting. This is the Own It Show, where we tell stories of how everyday people made ownership theirs. Hey guys, welcome back to the Own It Show. I'm your host, Justin Rothling, chauffeur, and I couldn't be more excited to be welcoming you here. If this is your first time, I encourage you guys to listen to some of the other episodes. And if if you're new to just this audience, we're really about what does it mean to live in ownership? What does it look like to live a life in ownership? Because to be honest with you, I've lived life outside of ownership and I've lived life with ownership and I would never trade anything that I've gone through to go back to a life of pre-ownership. And that's available to you. And so I just really encourage you guys, if you love anything you hear today, if anything today moves you, if anything today causes you to take action, I would love for you to go and leave a review. I would love for you to go and share this so that we can ultimately reach more people. We can touch more people. And the more people we can touch, the better it's going to be for everybody, the better it's going to be for humanity, the better it's going to be for others to realize their full potential. Because guess what? The callings that other people have on their life are somebody else's miracles. And oftentimes they just need a little kickstart. And if this could be a part of that, I would love to be a part of that journey. So please leave a review and please also uh, share this with somebody who you think would benefit. I've been talking a lot the last few weeks about consistency and preparation and all of these things that come about it. And at the beginning of this past year, I was was chatting with John Gordon. And if you're not f- uh, familiar with John Gordon, he's got an amazing podcast called uh, Positive U. So like Positive University. So positive with the letter U. And a lot of his guests have been just outstanding uh, from Ed Milet to Matthew McConaughey to Bradley Cooper to y- you name it. He's He's got a lot of really amazing guests that he's been able to put onto his show. And uh, over the last year, I'd say we've developed a really great relationship. And he challenged me at the beginning of the year. He said, so what's your one word? And I was like, what do you mean? What's my one word? <laughs> he's like, what's your one word for the year? And I hadn't really done like a one word of the year since leaving uh, the team setting, since leaving uh, the NCAA, the NHL, and really choosing something that we could like put our stamp on and stand on and be something that we um, wanted to take ownership of, quite frankly. And so because I didn't have one, I was like, that's a great question, John. I don't know. I'm going to have to think and pray on that. And it took about a week and I would sit in my sauna and I go, man, what's my one word? There was workbooks that I went through trying to generate it, trying to find some sense of meaning. And it all it's like anything, right? You can choose one random word and it can be like, oh, this is a good one. This is this makes sense. This is interesting. But it doesn't really move you. It goes back to what we talked about with consistency is it's easy to say things and like come out with things randomly, but it's another thing to be so convicted on something and feel it in your soul that it becomes a part of you. And that's what I was searching and that's what I was looking for. And that's the only way that I was really going to do it because otherwise it just felt like I was grabbing at straws and something and doing it just simply because everybody else is doing it. And so anyways, on about the seventh day, I was sitting in the sauna and I got prepare, prepare yourself 
for what God has already prepared for you. Wow. That hit me. It was like, this is it. That's my one word. And so coming into this year, it's all been about preparation, preparing myself. Because if I'm being honest, I think there was a certain part of me that got comfortable and got complacent with some of the successes that Elise and I had seen in the previous couple of years, the ease in which some things happened. And we weren't ready for some of the things that ca- that came at us from our relationship side to the business side to our investment side, all that was just a changing landscape. It's not that there was anything good or bad about it. It was just something changing and I hadn't been prepared for it. And so prepare was something really unique. And now calling this um, in the middle of June, as I'm filming this, six months after I've started this, the previous six months have all been about preparation for me, all been about preparing my mind, preparing my heart, preparing my body for what I was being called to do. And I'm in the middle of writing three books on the precipice of a three book publishing deal, changing the landscape of our business in a drastic way, selling our homes and starting to get situated and really lay a footprint here in Miami. There's a lot of change that's happening, but it's only been able to happen and facilitate because we've started to prepare ourselves that way. And so as I was sitting writing my book, Holy Health, I wanted to talk about a concept that was in there. And I talked about preparation. And as I was writing this chapter on preparation, I had all of this great stuff that I thought was great on preparation. And they were all just random cliches until all of a sudden, again, there's something about the heat for me. I was sitting in the hot tub and I got this download of the acronym of what prepare stood for. And it was more than just a word. It was, it literally had a life of its own. And so I want to share with you guys what these really seven areas of preparation really require. Because without doing these seven entities within preparation, there's no way we can prepare ourselves. A lot of us say, yeah, I'm preparing it, I'm preparing it, I'm preparing, but we're not going through these steps. And when we don't go through these steps, we actually haven't prepared. We haven't done what we needed to do. We haven't laid the foundation and prepared ourselves for what is already prepared for us to be able to take it to be able to step into it powerfully, to be able to take a stand for what it is that we're wanting. And so the first P in preparation is pray. And why do I start with pray? Because pray allows us to become connected. You've heard me talk a lot about that top-down approach. When we connect with the spirit, it renews our mind, which purifies our heart, which ultimately makes the habits and behaviors and uh, actions realized within our body, which changes our reality. So we have to pray. We always have to start with prayer. We don't pray that we'd be taken out of something, but we pray for the strength, the resilience, the guidance of what to do in preparation. And so that first P is pray. The second is R, replace. We need to replace habits. We need to replace behaviors. We need to replace action steps. We need to replace reactions. We need to replace thought processes. I see it all the time that we think we're preparing, but yet we're just doing the same things over and over and over and over again, thinking that we're going to get a different result. Einstein's definition of insanity. And yet if we're not replacing something, we're just yielding to a life of normalcy, a life of regularity, a life of average. And that's not what we were built for. And so I want to challenge you in preparation is what are you replacing? Do you wake up every day and go to the gym at six and you sit in the sauna at seven, have breakfast at 730, shower at 745, 
sit down and start work at eight? Is that what your morning looks like? Maybe you have to replace some of those habits with something else. Maybe it's time that that routine gets altered. Are you going out with all your buddies on the weekends and not focusing on your family? Are you spending frivolously when in actuality you could be investing or saving? What habits do you currently engage in that need to be replaced in order for you to prepare for where you want to go? And the third is expend. Expend energy. It's not easy. It takes energy. It takes effort. And it, and it requires us to spend it. So if we're not expending energy to get to where we want to go, to do what we're wanting to do, we're basically saying, hey, I'm just going to pray about this. And then I'm just going to sit back and let it happen. Well, that's not how it works. We were actually instructed to pray and then act. The door only has a handle on one side and God can direct us to the different doors. But if we're not willing to expend energy to open them, then they will continue to stay shut because we have failed to prepare ourselves in the appropriate way. And so we have to expend energy. We have to go. We, we are give, energy is a blessing. I don't know about you guys, but I love energy. I've got a lot of it. Energy is renewable. You walk into a room, you walk into a business, you walk into a home, you can sense the energy right away. Is it a place that's expending energy or is it a place that's hoarding energy? And the crazy part about it is when you expend it, it usually comes back tenfold because it renews versus when you hold it, it gets stale, gets gross, doesn't have the same punch. So we have to expend energy in order to prepare appropriately. The third is practice. And I did a podcast on this not too long ago talking about consistency and how consistency is not perfect. And the reason that I want to call that out is because oftentimes people say perfect practice is what creates realized performance or realized preparation. And I think that's a load of crap. I think it's toxic. I think it's somebody who wanted to give a meaningless motivational talk to somebody who really didn't understand the impact of what their words have. You see, it's not perfect practice that matters. It's practice of a practice that matters. Being willing to look like a beginner, being willing to start over, being willing to lean into something and try, being willing to listen, being willing to be obedient and practice what it is that you've been called to. That's preparation. I remember when I got into business for the first time, I started my own business. Man, I look back in 2015 when I started this camp for NHL players. Man, would I have done things differently? Do I regret anything I've learned along the way? Absolutely not. But if I was to start the same thing over again today, would I do it different? A hundred percent. I started to go learn how to Olympic lift again. I'd taken a long hiatus of actually doing Olympic lifting, Olympic weightlifting, if anybody's not familiar with it. The clean, jerk, the snatch. And I look like a beginner. I'm not fluid. I don't flow. I'm very rigid. But I got to practice. I got to go back. I got to practice again and again and again and again. And as I start to practice, it starts to become more fluid. It starts to feel better. It starts to look better. So often we're not willing to look like a beginner. We're not willing to put in the practice. We're not willing to put in the reps. We just want to go right from mission to result. But we forget that there's this gap in between that we have to fill with practice. And it's not perfect practice, but it's repetitions, consistent practice. And the A is accept. And many people listening are going to be like, I, I don't want to accept the results. I don't, I'm not accepting losing. 
I'm not accepting anything less than excellent. Hear this from a lot of motivational speakers and a lot of self-development people. You got to strive for excellence. Anything less is unacceptable. No, accept the outcome. Accept the outcome as that is where you are today. What can you be grateful for there? What can you see as, as, as growth? What can you look at and chalk up to and saying, you know what? I am on the right track or no, I'm off track and I have to recourse correct. Accept the outcome for what it is, but don't tie the outcome to who you are. Dissociate the two. Accept the outcome as simply where you are today. Accept the outcome because that is what God intended. And what lesson I am supposed am I supposed to learn if it's anything less than what you wanted? But accept it for what it is. It's an outcome, which leads us to our second R, which is rest, reassess, and refine. Because once we accept the outcome, we can't dwell on it. We have to reassess. What worked? What didn't work? What was strong with my practice? What was not? Where did I expend? too much energy and not rest enough to allow it to come back in? What do I have to replace again? What habit or behavior or action did I put in place that I thought was going to work, but didn't understand that preparation is a process and that when we rest, reassess and refine, we get tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter again. And when we can continue to come back to that, we can start to time collapse everything. If you have somebody along the way with you, you have a coach, you have an expert, they can ultimately time collapse a lot of that. Somebody who's been there, somebody who's done that. And the last E is expect. Expect what you prayed for. Expect what you're preparing for. It never ceases to amaze me how many people pray for a million dollar business. And then all of a sudden, when they get it, two years later, three years later, they're surprised or they've been preparing and seeking and praying for that spouse, that girl or that boy to come into their life. And when all of a sudden it does, it's like, oh my gosh, like why I'm surprised by this. God knows the desires of our hearts and he's going to ultimately help these things to come to fruition. But we have to prepare ourselves. And if we prepare ourselves, expect the outcome. If we prepare, it's not only probable, but it's expected. The outcome should be expected. The outcome should be realized. That doesn't mean we're not grateful for when it happens. It's not what I'm saying, but we should expect the outcome that we are preparing for. It may not be on your timing. It may take a little bit longer. It may take a little bit more preparation, but it comes back to letting us know, hey, we have to expect what's happening here because I know I'm prepared. I know I want this. I know this is what's on my heart. I know this is what I'm being called to. I've prayed for it. So now expect it. Put the work in, put the time in replace habits, expend energy, practice it, accept the outcomes, rest, reassess, refine, and ultimately expect the outcome. And so as I started to put this into practice and really take ownership over this, to be honest with you, and lean into this new version of what prepare looks like, I was that guy before that patience was not a virtue of mine. Patience is something that I always wanted to push forward and I wanted to, I, I had an idea today. I wanted it executed tomorrow. I had a deep calling and uh, today, and I wanted it to be realized next week. But knowing that I needed to prepare, knowing that preparation was what was required and going through this framework, it's allowed me to really have this massive sense of peace that has been hard to explain, hard to actualize because there's been a lot of up and downs in the last six months, but realizing that all I have to do is focus on preparing myself and staying connected 
and listening and to continue to reassess where I'm at and to continue to keep showing up. It's made things so much more simple. And the crazy part is, is things have started to happen at the exact moment they were supposed to. So not only was I praying for it, but I was expecting for it. So as you guys go forward, as you guys start to put this into your life, as you guys start to experience this, I need you to start focusing on what does preparation look like in your life? Where does prayer look like fitting in? How are you replacing things that you're currently doing? How are you expending energy or are you expecting expending any energy in the area in which you're wanting to go? How are you practicing? Are you accepting the outcomes as what they are, not a definition of who you are? Are you giving your time to rest, reassess and refine what it is that you have put in place? And then are you expecting the outcome? If you do that, you'll start to realize a lot of these gifts, a lot of these things in a much more timely and much more purposeful way. Because again, we know that success is different. If you want to live different, feel different, and think different, it requires choosing different. And that's available to you. It takes preparation. But you can prepare. Own your different. And we'll see you next week. 